Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. This is the infamous Kurt Price with Let's Go Blues Radio. Wow, the infamous? And you're listening to the LGB Radio Summer Series. Now here's the infamous Jeff Ponder. Infamous? To discuss your picks for the all-time St. Louis Blues team. Infamous is, is when you're more than famous. Welcome to episode 14 of season 12. This is episode number 423 all-time of the often imitated, never duplicated, Wee you, wee you, Arnold Palmer alert, Arnold Palmer alert, who wants some Arnie Palmies? We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Man, these jokes are tough when I'm alone. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockinthenidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It is Wednesday, August 9th. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on all social channels is LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. And if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, hire a Skywriter, or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm supposed to be joined by a few people, but uh, that has not happened as of yet. Uh, Kurt Price and producer Austin hopefully will be joining me in a little bit. Uh, Bill Day is on assignment. The agenda for tonight includes discussion about reveals of the third and fourth centers on the Let's Go Blues Radio St. Louis Blues all-time team all that and more on this loud and obnoxious episode of let's go blues radio so as i said uh i think this is actually the first time ever in our 13 years of doing this show sorry 12 years of doing this show uh we're going coming up on our 13th season that uh, we have gone live with just one of us uh again um i think kurt and austin are planning on being here but uh, just got held up and I said, you know, I don't want to start the show at 10 o'clock, so I'm just going to go ahead and go. And whenever you guys can get here, great. I uh, love to love to have you on. But um, if you're listening or watching the show live right now, 
help me out here. Get some comments going. That way I got somebody to talk to. I'm not just talking to myself. Uh, but uh, I'm happy to do this either way. I just wanted, because especially since we missed a show last week, uh, I wanted to get something out this week. There's plenty of uh, stuff to talk about. Well, in terms of Let's Go Blues Radio, because we've got our live reveals. But, um, yeah, there's plenty of things for us to talk about in that in that term. Plus, there is one bit of blues news that I will get to here at the open. But, uh, yeah, so I want to apologize off the bat that we did not have a show last week. Um, I know I said uh, on social media that uh, Jeff had a family emergency. Um, emergency is can be taken. It's always taken in the worst way, right? Uh, it, it really wasn't. I don't want to say it was fully an emergency. It was more just a situation that occurred right before we went on the air, and it was just something that could not be ignored. So um, with me kind of running this and it being, you know, um, my baby over the summer doing the, the the summer series that I always do, it's just hard for somebody else to step in and run it. So when I can't do it, it's just hard. Plus, it was just Bill and Austin that could have done it. So um, I know they would have been uncomfortable kind of revealing um, the work that I've put in. So we went ahead and just said, let's just cancel the show this week. We'll come back next week strong. I don't know if strong is the right word. We being the only one here, but uh, I will do my best to keep you entertained. And uh, I'm sorry, you got to stare at this ugly mug the whole time. But again, uh, I think Kurt and Austin do plan on being here as soon as they can jump on. So uh, we will go ahead and get right into it. Uh, as I said, there is one bit of blues news. And again, folks, this is uh, the early days of August. So this is when I feel like you really feel like starved for some hockey content. Uh, this is our hockey content this week, folks. The Blues have replaced all together now as their slogan. Uh, and they are going with Rhythm and Blues. Uh, the franchise started using All Together Now in 2017. And maybe this is just something that's that's interesting to me. I'm, I'm a former marketing director. Um, I've worked in marketing in the past. I still work with, with what I do. I do work with some uh, marketing folks. So, um, you know, this is interesting to me. They're going with this Rhythm and Blues thing. And to accompany it, the Blues have also uh, partnered with, and uh, I'm, I forget, the National Blues Museum uh, to recognize International Blues Music Day, which was on August 5th. Uh, but I know they're sponsoring a bunch of events to kind of roll out this new slogan of theirs. On August 5th, they had they did the National Blues Museum, Blues on the Block. August 11th through 12th, the Gateway Arch Park Foundation, uh, Blues at the Arch. I know they're a part of that, as well as coming up on September 9th and 10th, the Kranzberg Arts Foundation is holding music at the intersection. Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of any of those. I'll be honest. Uh, but since the blues are involved, now I'm at least interested. So um, I guess that is something that those organizations are probably happy to hear that, you know, hey, maybe blues fans didn't hear about this before. Now they're hearing about it because the blues are involved. So in terms of marketing, great for them. Uh, I will say that um, rhythm and blues as the slogan of a professional sports team. Uh it's a little weird. Uh, I don't. I don't really get it. I mean, again, I know the team's obviously named after the style of music. Um, you know, we've got blues music that a lot. Of, a lot of times they'll play on the concourse, um, and it's cool enough. You know, don't get me wrong. I I like it. I love sitting down on the concourse before games and listening to the music. And obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of blues ties in with music, um, but it, it just feels weird altogether now. 
was great because it it felt like such a good slogan to me, at least because the Rams had left and it was just like a, Hey, St. Louis, we're all in this together. Let's heal together. We still have the Cardinals. We still have the blues. MLS is coming, which, you know, obviously I think it took a little longer than all of us expected, but, um, you know, I, I loved that slogan cause it was about the city. Um, I don't know. Rhythm and blues just, I, I, I just don't know what that, does um I, I guess i'll be interested to see how further they go with this like are we gonna start seeing like since they're getting rid of the rid of the the theme nights basically um across the nhl landscape are they going to start implementing blues music more in the games uh maybe even in the telecasts i don't know we'll see uh it's an interesting move um I'll be interested to get the other guys take if they even care. I mean, for one thing, I think a lot of people just don't even care. Uh, It's just a strange mix. I think for a hockey team, again, I know we're named after a, uh, a style of music and, you know, obviously St. Louis blues by WC handy in 1914 was huge, but uh, a big part of them naming it after that. But uh, it just feels weird. Uh, Rhythm and blues. It just doesn't, I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll uh, listen into other radio shows and tell me if they're even talking about this. They're probably not. Uh, but if they are, I'd love to hear what other people think about this. And, hey, tell me what you think about this. If you're listening to the show live, comment right now. Uh, otherwise, uh, hit us up on social media if you're listening to the podcast because um, I, I don't get it. <laughs> and I love music. Don't get me wrong. I just – it's it's just a weird thing to to have that as your slogan when you're a professional hockey team. Uh, just doesn't fit to me. But what do I know? All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. When we get back, we will uh, reveal the uh, number three and four centers for the St. Louis Blues all time team. You are listening to Jeff Ponder right now on Let's Go Blues Radio. On the other side of this break, we'll come back with some more blues talk. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerized Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. LGB. 
Let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the long-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Uh, I was so caught up in being worried about doing this myself, I forgot to do uh, my beer of the episode. I do not actually have a beer tonight, but I am rocking that ID life. That is hard to see with my lighting, Um, but I am rocking that ID life. Tonight, uh, tonight I'm drinking some energy flavor, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, the pina colada flavored energy, uh, tonight, which is great. They just brought this one back. It's been gone a while. Um, it does taste like a pina colada. So, uh, for those of you who like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, this is just for you. Uh, great, great flavor. And obviously I have, I have beat the drum of uh of this this energy stuff that comes from rocking that idlife.com it's uh it i i'm not kidding when i say this just cuz they're a sponsor i don't have to support them myself i choose to um i definitely get i i have two of these a day uh every day um they i have one in the morning keeps me going throughout the day and then about one o'clock when that, you know, that one o'clock afternoon hits for those of you who work in an office, it's always that kind of time right after lunch where you just start dragging. I have another one picks me right up through the end of the day and then into the evening. So, uh, you know, gives me the energy to still be a family man as well as soon as the office day is over. So, uh, definitely recommend if you've not had it again, rocking that ID life.com. And this is the new pina colada flavor. I know right now they still got the Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but the orange one uh, that tastes like Tang is very good, as well as the Wild Berry and I believe Tropical Punch is the other one. I have them all those flavors upstairs because, as I said, it's nice to have a variety, and I use them every single day. RockinThatIDLife.com, and, of course, remember, email Dustin at uh, RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com to get 10% off your first order. Uh, and if you, if you have ordered before and you never email Dustin, uh, still send him another email and uh, he will get you that 10% off. All right. So we are revealing the uh, centers three and four for the Blues all-time team. For those of you that remember, two weeks ago, we left you with revealing that Bernie Federko and Ryan O'Reilly were the first two centers on the roster. Federko was a no-brainer. O'Reilly, and I know I said this at the time, kind of, I don't want to say a no-brainer, but was not a surprise pick. Um, even though his time here was technically short, um, 
I, I think that was a good pick. Uh, when, when it was voted that way, I thought, good for you, St. Louis fans. You know, maybe that love for him dwindles a little bit with him playing the next couple of years in Nashville. But uh, I think it makes sense for him to uh, be on this team because, again, he's, well, first consummate winner in Blues history. Obviously, a giant part of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. So I have no problem with that guy stepping in. Plus, just I'm, I know some might disagree. I thought he was a great leader as a captain after Petrangelo left, too. So um, no problem with that. So if we remember the 35th year team, uh, that was led by Bernie Federko, of course. Then it went to Adam Oates, Gary Unger, and Red Berenson. So we will see if Oates, Unger, and Berenson, Berenson uh, make this team. Uh, so our first reveal, uh, it is somebody who was on that 35th year team, and it was the guy that was number two on that team, and that is Adam Oates. Adam Oates had uh, five All-Star games, uh, 1991 and 1992 as a St. Louis Blue. He was traded uh, to the Bruins 20 days after that 1992 All-Star game, uh, and of course he did play in three more All-Star games outside of being a Blue. We all we've talked about the contract issue with him. Uh, for those who don't know, look it up. Basically, he signed a new contract and then instantly wanted to renegotiate because he and Brett Hall had some of the best chemistry we have ever seen. And uh, it, it, when I say we, I mean hockey fans like ever. Uh, just one of the best one-two punches to ever play in the NHL. It's a shame we didn't get that longer, and it's a shame because it's a to me it's a black mark on Adam Oates's legacy. Um, because that was just, oh man, could you imagine? I, would Brett Hall have had another 86 goal season? That That's a whole other thing. We'll get into that maybe here in a minute. Uh, so best season as a blue from Adam Oates on 1990-1991. Uh, so he had 61 games played, 25 goals, 90 assists, 115 points. He was a plus 15. Lots of notes from that season. Uh, he is the all-time season leader in assists with that. So he had 90 assists that year. Uh, and then, uh, and so second to that was Craig Janney, actually just two years later, at 82 assists. So again, 90 assists in a year. That is a season all-time leader for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, again, since Janney, no one has come close. Uh, that was a great, great year for Adam Oates, of course, setting up Brad Hall. Uh, his sec, the, he has the second best point total in a season by a blue. Of course, that same year, Brett Hall put up 131 points. So, uh, again, talking about the one two punch, Brett Hall, most uh, points in a season. And then right behind him within the same season was Adam Oates at 115 points. Uh, and then also that season, all time best points per game leader that season in Blues history. So he had 1.89 points per game. Uh, that trumps anything Hall did, Federko did, uh, anyone else in Blues history. Uh, just super impressive. And to go along with that last stat, uh, he is number one all time in the franchise uh, as a uh, points per game. He had 1.47 points per game as a St. Louis Blue, which is insane. Almost a, a point and a half uh, for the games he played. So, uh, just a, again, short time here in St. Louis, not long at all. Um, actually I, I do not have how many years I want to say it was three years in total here in St. Louis, uh, 195 games played 58 goals, 228 assists and 286 points. 
Uh, looks like he spent, uh, yeah, two and a half years basically here in St. Louis. Um, and was traded, uh, uh, obviously was, uh, sent to Boston, um, and still had a career after that. Uh, ooh, we are joined. Well, he's giving me the one minute sign. Hold, hold. Uh, looks like Mr. Austin Lynch has joined us. So, Austin, whenever you're ready, just put yourself on. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Adam Oates right now. So, yeah, Adam Oates, uh, just again, we talk about Ryan O'Reilly having a short time here in St. Louis. Adam Oates also had a very short time, shorter than Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis, but the impact that guy had was ridiculous. Um, does Brett Hall, we, we, I asked the question earlier, does Brett Hall have another 86 goal season if Adam Oates stays longer, but in the same breath, does Adam, does Brett Hall get to 86 goals without Adam Oates? I think the answer to that is no. Uh, so it's, uh, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely worthy. I think Adam Oates gets on this team, even though he was here such a short time, uh, just the impact he had was massive, but I will break there and welcome in producer Austin. There he is. What's up, producer Austin? How are you? What's up, buddy? I just got home from work and was like, well, I should probably do that. When I saw your message, I was like, "Ah, shit." That's <laughs> nah, all right. Yeah, Kurt said he was coming on, and then I think he, I think he does pickleball Wednesday nights over the summer, so I think he's just running late. And I said, "You know, I could wait till about nine forty-five, ten o'clock," but I'm like, "I don't want to go until eleven thirty tonight, so yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and get started." So that's hey, by the way, you're missing something. What am I missing? Oh. Well, I didn't need a background because you weren't on here oh, yet. Oh, well. <laughs> Whatever, Potter. There we go. So what do you know about Adam Oates? There's Jack. Crap. Okay. Not a lot. All right. Yep. That's fine. I. This is why I was hoping Kurt would be here. This is Kurt's favorite player <laughs> of all time, and uh, I wanted to make sure he was on this show. So hopefully we get him on here um, before we wrap up, but if not – uh, I know Kurt will have something to say about Adam Oates being on this team. I know he'll be happy about it. But, um, yeah, I, I, without Adam Oates, Brett Hall does not reach 86 goals. He doesn't – I mean, I think Brett Hall at the end of the day, because, you know, he still had some good centers with Craig Janney um, and other guys that that stepped in. Adam Creighton had a good year with him one year. Um, I think that – I think Brett Hall, without Adam Oates, still becomes this elite Blues player of all time but i don't think he reaches the milestones he does without adam oates setting him up for those two and a half seasons so i think it's more than worthy and it's funny austin because you know we again bernie federico clear uh, far and away number one on this team I, I don't think there's anyone that would question that but two and three have gone to guys that had pretty short stints as blues ryan o'reilly and Adam Oates. So just goes to show that sometimes it's not a matter of longevity. It's a matter of being able to just have an impact in the short time you're there. Yeah. Uh, we'll get some comments here. We got Matt Harris, Matt, how you doing, buddy? Good to, uh, there's some, there's some Arizona coyotes news swirling around today. I don't know if you saw that Austin, but, uh, I wonder if Matt's happy about that. Uh, he says, hi dad and stone cold, Steve Austin Lynch. Um, yeah, all weird. right, that's a long nickname, but we'll take it. Could I go uh, hell you? Best center in blues history. Uh, these talking about Adam Oates. Uh, best center, yes. 
Best center in blues history. Pairs well with fresh fruit and berries. Uh, yeah, oats. Fresh and so funny. I've missed your humor, Mr. Matt Harris. Um, so, yeah. Adam Oates. Short time with the blues, but definitely, to me, belongs on this team. Uh, well, if you didn't know shit about Adam Oates, Austin. I'm not going to know don't, shit about this next guy. You are not going to know shit about this fella. Uh, the second reveal for the St. Louis Blues, again, Gary Unger and Red Berenson were on that 35th-year team. Do either of them make it here? One of them does. It is Gary Unger. And I know I saw some comments from people saying that uh, they uh, it, it's a no-brainer that Gary Unger should be on this team. It's probably a shock to a lot of them that he drops to number four as the center here. But I think, with again, with a little bit of recency bias, uh, I do think that um, O'Reilly and, and Oates do belong here as well. But uh, Gary Unger, seven All-Star games, all with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, his best season as a Blue came in 1972-1973. Uh, he had 78 games played, 41 goals, 39 assists, 80 points, and was a plus seven. It's also worth noting that he put up that same point total in 74-75, but he did it in 80 games. 36 goals, 44 assists, 80 points, and was a minus two. Uh, he is well known for being the NHL's Iron Man. He set the NHL record by playing in 914 consecutive games between February 24th, 1968, and December 21st, 1979. He completed that with four different teams, including uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Detroit Red Wings, St. Louis Blues, and Atlanta Flames. Uh, quick note on on why that streak ended. Uh, it came to an end when the when Flames coach Al McNeil basically pulled a John Tortorella slash Mike Keenan and uh, sat him on December twenty first, nineteen seventy nine. That was the only game he missed that season, and uh, it was from a coach sitting him. So, real uh, power move right there, if you ask me. Um, I'm so fucking pissed. I, I, ugh. It's crazy. Uh, who, <laughs> was it, you know, I'm saying those guys, uh, Mike Babcock was the one that did it right where um, I don't remember who it was, but he was, he was coaching Toronto. And I want to say they were playing in like Anaheim or uh, yeah. LA. And, and the, the guy was going to be playing. Uh, he had been playing like every game. I don't remember. I can't remember who it was. And he sat the guy even though the guy like had like a hundred people coming to the game, he was his first game in like Southern California as a professional and he freaking sat him for the game. And it was just, come on, man, what are you uh, doing? Mike Madano. No, that wouldn't have been it. Mike Madano. Mike Babcock. Healthy scratched Mike Madano and prevented him from hitting 1500 games played by one game before Madano retired. Okay, yeah, that was another situation. I thought there was something oh, else shit. though that he did. Yeah, uh, that that did happen with because yeah, he was with the Red Wings his last season. Yeah, whatever, not important. Either way, Al McNeil, a guy that will go down in infamy as a dude who sat Gary Unger and stopped his Iron Man streak. Uh, for those wondering about the Iron Man streak, Phil Kessel currently holds the record at one thousand sixty four and counting. Uh, Unger is now fourth behind Kessel, Keith Yandel, and Doug Jarvis. Uh, obviously, Yandel and Jarvis have retired, but Kessel still going at this point. Uh, stats with the Blues for Gary Unger, and these are 
kind of staggering. Uh, I don't think a lot of people. What? You're wrong. What? Phil Kessel is not still going. It was ended in April. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. He missed a game? Pretty sure you have Vegas healthy scratch now at one point. No way. Because I remember this being a big thing, and I was like, Are you looking? Or am, I, or am I lying? I'm thinking you're wrong, son. Yeah, 82 games last year. No, he was not sad. Because that doesn't include playoffs. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> yep, you are. No, I was going to say, man, I did this research. I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Kurt in the chat says, Babcock says Chelios here. in a Winter Classic game. Uh, he says, that's what you're thinking of. Uh, okay, maybe that is what I'm thinking of. Um, man, there was... <sighs> I know there was something, and maybe it was like an L.A. Maybe it was like, maybe it was Sutter. Daryl Sutter sat someone, and they were playing in Toronto. I don't remember. But I know there was something about somebody was playing their first professional game somewhere in front of their their friends and family, and the coach sat them. And I can't remember who that was um either way doesn't matter um matt matt harris says uh kessel was scratched during the playoffs but the hot dogs taste all the same i'm with you i love i love when he posts pictures with the cup eating hot dogs that's one of my favorite things all right so uh blue stats for gary younger again these are pretty staggering actually uh number 10 in games played at 662 number four in goals at 292 Number nine in assists at 283. Number four in points at 575. Number three in even strength goals at 203. Number five in power play goals at 86. Number four in game winning goals at 40. And number two in shots at 2,469. So, again, Gary Unger, a guy I never saw play. Uh, Austin, clearly you never saw play. I don't believe Kurt would have ever seen him play either or Bill. Um, but the legend continues. Um, you know, I, I know that for the longest time before Yandel and Kessel really, uh, climbed up the ranks of the, the Ironman streak, it was always Jarvis and Unger were one and two as the Ironmen. So, um, his, that was something that I know a lot of blues fans talked about my dad. I remember that was something he used to brag about. Oh, I saw every one of Gary Unger's game as the St. Louis blue and, if I didn't see him, I was listening to him. So uh, it was like a, a sense of pride of being able to see all of his games with the St. Louis Blues and clearly a good player. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, were saying at the end of Yandel's career, he was only playing because they wanted him to continue to get his record, uh, which Kessel broke like, I think it was like two weeks after Yandel got the record. And, um, but yeah, it was. It, I don't think that was the case with Unger. I think he was a solid player through and through a first line center on every team he played on. And uh, again, I mean, seven all-star games. Yes. There was only 12 teams uh, at the time he was with the blues for a short period. Uh, And then I think it went up to eight or nine teams. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 13 or 14 teams, but either way, uh, still impressive that he was able to do all that as a St. Louis blue. And and I think very worthy of being here again, you, we rattled off the stats, um, a guy that is got his name all over St. Louis Blues records. Uh, we see him come back 
for uh, events and stuff. So uh, uh, always a St. Louis blue at heart. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think very worthy of, of being in this spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go through some panelist rankings. So, uh, for the rankings for the Blues, we had uh, Bernie Federko as number one, Ryan O'Reilly as number two, Adam Oates as number three. So we actually had uh, picked what the Twitter polls had uh, also uh, won. So those three were one, two, and three in our rankings. But at number four, we had Red Berenson, number five, Pierre Turgeon, number six, Gary Unger, number seven, Braden Shen. And number eight, Doug Gilmore. Um, so I thought it was funny to see. Uh, well, okay, when when the Twitter polls first started, um, Pierre Turgeon was kind of in the lead. I don't want to say in the lead, but he was pretty high up. And I was like, good, Pierre Turgeon at least deserves a crack at making this team. And I was kind of upset that he ended up not making it but then at the same time i look at the names that did um it's kind of hard maybe you could take out o'reilly and put him in but again as i said o'reilly's the first consummate winner in blues history Uh big part of that blues cup win recency bias plays in a bit then i thought well you could take out Oates because he's only here two and a half years but my god the impact that guy had and then of course gary unger probably actually deserves to be higher than what he uh, was voted at, but you can't take out Gary Unger either. So it's like, where does Turgeon slot in? The answer is nowhere. Uh, so I just think that, um, unfortunately, this was, I say unfortunately, but like, for unfortunately for Turgeon, uh, I think that this was picked fairly. And um, I think he does sit on the outside. Now there's a chance he gets in as a utility player as we still have three spots to fill. Um, for utility, so there's a chance we'll see Turgeon make that. But as of right now, uh, yeah, um, no Turgeon. Let's run through it. No Turgeon, no Berenson, no Shen, no Gilmore. Um, Berenson's a shock. You know what the record is Red Berenson has for the Blues, right, Austin? Most goals in one game. He had six, and that is the NHL record. It's just held by like 27 people. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and he had a long career here too. So there was a couple shocks. I, I I say shock, but it's really not a shock. A couple that didn't make it that might deserve to be here, but it's just unfortunately again, some of these guys you just can't take off the list. You just can't. Ta- I mean, how do you feel? I know that you don't. You're not as in tune with Blues history, yeah, uh, as maybe me, Kurt, and Bill are. But like, how do you feel about O'Reilly being on here? I mean, I'm kind of just going to reiterate what I said with the last show. I mean, I think he deserves it. I mean, he was a big part of the Cup team. I mean, some could even say that he was the main reason that the Blues went as far as they did in the playoffs or, you know, helped bring the Cup and, I mean, give the team a little bit of a boost, but also that was Berube more in February. So, I mean... I mean, realistically, who knows, like, where that team could have ended up if they kept, uh, my God, who was it? Yo? Oh, was it Yo? God. Who was it? Yeah, it was Yo. Okay, was I was going to say, yeah. I'm like, who was before? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, oof, that's, 
Like, who knows well, where that team would have finished in the standings if they did not get rid of Mike Yo <sighs> and did not end up calling up Bennington. Well, I'll tell you right now, they would have traded off every piece they had. And maybe like now we'd have a team that we could say could compete for a cup. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that's what would have happened. I, you heard about the the letter that uh, – not the letter, but the email that Armstrong sent out, right, at Christmas time that was like, you know – Everything must go like it was like a fire sale joke. He sent to all the GMs, like basically make me an offer. And luckily he stood pat. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, you got to wonder if they don't win that game in Philadelphia with Bennington and they don't go on that roll when they did, if they would have waited, let's say another week, would Armstrong have started selling pieces off? I mean, probably because realistically, like the unwritten rule is if you're not doing well after the all or like before or after all star break, you sell. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of the unwritten rule, at least it is in baseball and kind of with hockey because, you know, teams are, you know, going in trying to get these big guys to win. And I mean, game's a game, it's whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I'm kind of surprised we did not start selling off those pieces. Like, I think they would have held on to O'Reilly just because I don't know if they could have so moved new. his contract that quickly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, without him and without, I mean, everything had to fall in place, and that's the beauty yeah. of 2019. Like everything fell into place right when you needed it to. And, and I'll say again, talking about these these centers and and guys that belong here. That's the one thing that I really put with O'Reilly was he was the best Blues player all year long that year. Uh, when the, when he came here, I remember the jokes being, and we said it on the show, the jokes being, poor Ryan O'Reilly. He leaves Buffalo to go to a winner, and he's on this shit show. Yeah. And it's just like, and he's, I mean, he's playing hard. He's playing well. He's you know, back-checking and uh scoring goals and it's like but nobody else was doing shit under Mike Yo and it was just poor guy uh but luckily he kept playing the way he did all year long and was great and again probably outside of maybe Bennington uh the biggest piece as to why the Blues won the cup that year yeah so votes uh for centers uh in this uh uh, in this panel, uh, I voted. Uh, so again, remember that we did not, when, when we were adding players, uh, we did not add the guys that were already on the 35th anniversary team, which again was Federko, Oates, Unger, and Berenson. So our additions, uh, I had Doug Gilmore, Pierre Turgeon, Braden Shen, and Ryan O'Reilly, uh, which all of those ended up being the ones that made it. Uh, Kurt had, uh, I, and, Kurt, you know Kurt will be here in a minute, by the way. I know. I'm I'm actually okay. going to try and wait for him because I okay. want to talk to him about one of his picks. You might know who it I is. I think I know exactly which one. Is it that one? Y- yep, yep, yep. The one you just highlighted. Yep. Um, and then, Austin, you had Shen O'Reilly Backus, uh, David Backus, and uh, Ivan Barbashev, which <laughs> I, you, you weren't the only one that voted for Barbashev, by the way. I was um, I was, uh, I was actually happy to see that because, again, I – my whole goal with getting people from different ages, different, uh, you know, whether they live in St. Louis or not, just all over blues fan, trying to represent all the blues fans. I wanted to try and get 
people like you that are younger and maybe have mm-hmm. just started watching the team for a short while. So I was happy when I saw that you picked Ivan Barbashev. I was like, mm-hmm. well, good. I'm glad he's getting some rep- representation. Yeah. Uh, Bill also added Pierre Turgeon, Doug Gilmore, Ryan O'Reilly, <clears throat> and Braden Shen. So same picks as me. Uh, we are now joined by Mr. Kurt Price. Hello, sir. How are you? Welcome, fellas. Or hello, Welcome. fellas. Welcome. Hello, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> Did we yeah, just join been... your show? <laughs> <laughs> I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Surprise. Oh. You, uh, you had some pickleball tonight? Is that what it was? Yeah, and I had some errands run afterwards, and I was just like really getting back. So uh, I couldn't miss the Adam Oates show, though. I will say I, um, I do think, and I said this at the top of the show, because Austin wasn't here yet either. I think in all the years we've done this show, this is the first time that one of us has gone live alone. So that was odd. <laughs> how's the how's the uh, levels on audio? Am I, am I okay? Because I had I turned the knobs all the way down. Okay. Am I also good? good to me. All right. Um, but, yeah, so um, I do want to get your take on Adam Oates. But we are talking about our additional picks that we had to the 35th year team. And I want to talk to you about one of yours. So you picked – Doug Gilmore, Pierre Turgeon, Ryan O'Reilly, and Wayne Gretzky. Why Gretzky? Me? Uh, because if I'm going to vote for Oates, um, yeah, okay, so I think with you know O'Reilly making the team, uh, Oates making the team, you know, players with short uh, tenures here in St. Louis, obviously uh, you're waiting your decision based on. Uh, skill level played with this team. And I think, uh, you know, if I'm going to vote for Oates, who didn't even play three full seasons here, um, uh, I, I I think uh, a vote for Gretzky is fair, even though, I mean, wh- where's the cutoff, right, for games played? I mean, it, it, I don't know if there is one. You know, it's no. for, for each individual person is different. And um, I, I have my gripes with Gretzky uh, leaving – you know, decide not to play here, and the whole the whole uh, lazy puck uh, giveaway at center that, that most people hate him for in St. Louis. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I have no uh, uh, problem putting him on on my list. No, I and I, again, I don't think there's any right or wrong answers. I just thought it was interesting when I got your pick. I was like, I was wondering if we were going to get a Wayne Gretzky pick, and we did. So thank you, Kurt. Hmm. Um. So again, uh, we uh, I'm going to go ahead and back up a little bit because I did mention that Adam Oates is your favorite player. We talked about, uh, uh, yeah. What are you doing, Austin? Do it. What are you doing? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Why, 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 why are you asking permission? I don't know. Notice been a while. the whole never... point. The whole point of that is to interrupt the person talking. That's part so, of your um... job description. <laughs> I believe so. Uh, uh, it probably is. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we talked about the All-Star Games. I actually, and let me ask you, and I'll, I'll let you kind of run with this if you want. Um, if Brett Hall, okay, if Adam Oates stays in St. Louis, let's say he doesn't get traded, he doesn't want to renegotiate his contract, he stays a blue. Do you think Brett Hall has another season like his 86-goal season? It's hard to say he wouldn't. I mean, 86 is a lofty number. I mean, it's the second most 
in NHL history. Um, most in a season ever with no empty knuckles. True. Because um, Gretzky had, I forgot the number, like 10, 12 that season, something like that, uh, when he had 92. Um, so he actually only had 80, 82, something like that, uh, uh, goals uh, on actual goalies. Like well, one, what do they? 86. What do they call that? Like the uh, uh, like time period adjusted. They uh, there's some stat where it's like it adjusts for the competition, oh, and it's like okay. who had the highest amount of goals ever when it's adjusted. And Brett yeah. Hall still is number one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 later. You know, it's it's uh what uh what year was that? Ninety two one. When did he get that? Uh, it was ninety one. Yeah, okay. ninety ninety one. So, and that's that's well after you know Gretzky's ninety two goal season. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, the 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 farther you go along in NHL history, the the more talented the pool gets. Um, players get better, defenses get better, goalies get goalies have gotten substantially better. Um, you know, as as time goes on. So, uh, even even in the 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 go, the higher goal scoring era of the, uh, the early nineties that, uh, that Hull was, uh, a benefactor of too, though. So uh, there were a lot of goal scorers. So Ani had how many 80, uh, 72 rookie season, something like that. I think it was, uh, so 72 sounds right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's crazy. Rookie season, rookie year, 72 goals. My God. Yeah. Um, that was that era too. So a lot of goals will score that era, but, uh, but still, yeah, I know I, I've, I've heard that too, that after adjustments are made for eras, uh, Hull's number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so your just your thoughts overall. Um, so we again we have uh, number one Bernie Federico, number two Ryan O'Reilly, number three Adam Oates, number four Gary Unger. Um, when you look at those names and the guys that were left off in the polls, uh, do you agree with Adam Oates sliding in here as the number three center on this all time team? Uh, I think so. I think especially if you're going to have uh, O'Reilly at number two, um, because longevity isn't isn't necessarily, you know, like, like total cumulative numbers aren't necessarily something that a player may have to have for a lot of people, which is fine. Um, uh, so I, I, you know, cause O'Reilly number two and O's number three, actually, you know, I wouldn't say O'Reilly is the second most talented center that we've ever had. I would say he's not top three or four maybe, but I, but he has that, you know, the, 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 the playoff MVP. So I'll say I, I called cup. it impact in a short yeah, period. Absolutely. I mean, I that, think that, Oates that, falls into that too. Yeah. That's and that for O'Reilly without the cup. I don't think O'Reilly makes this list at all. Not even close. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we, I mean, that's, it's a huge feather in your cap, right. To win, to uh, be such an important cog in that, in that uh, Stanley cup uh, team and bringing the first cup to St. Louis. I mean, that's, that's people are forever going to love him here. Um, and he didn't mm. leave on as bad a terms as, as Petrangelo did. I think Oates um, is, uh, I would argue, I mean, uh, Oates is the second most talented center that's ever played for this organization, and Federico is not number one. I would say it's, I mean, if you count just minimum amount of games played, you know, Gretzky, Oates, Federico. I would say if Oates, I would say if Oates stayed, isn't his, played with Hull uh, his entire time, time here, um, I would say that uh, uh, Oates, surpasses Federico's point total um, if he plays 10 years here, you know, which he didn't come anywhere close to. Now, granted, Oates did have Hull on the receiving end of his of his passes. You know, Federico had never had quite that caliber of a of a winger to dish to either. So there's so there's that. But, um, you know, you, 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 you deal with the, the hand you're dealt. You play the hand you're dealt and um, 
Oates played his dealt hand very well here with with Hall, and it just you know I I heard you talk about on the way uh, when I was coming back home uh, about uh, Oates's contract issues, um, and that's still that I mean, I mean he's my favorite player of all time, but he was so dead wrong in what he wanted out of this team. Um, I, I, I you, you just because other te- players around the league have signed bigger contracts after you signed yours, um, after, right after you signed yours, um, you have no right. And, and this is, that's a different era too. Cause that can't, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't no. renegotiate contracts anymore. Nope. So, you know, and, and Oates, he had already, he had already renegotiated too. He already, they, they renegotiated it and gave him that, that contract. And then a bunch of players, you know, signed bigger contracts that didn't deserve to make more than Oates, but it is what it is. It happens, and Oates didn't like that, and he was like, "I want to renegotiate again." And uh, I believe it was Shanahan at the time, right? He said, uh, "He said no." And I think uh, the straw that broke the camel's back for Shanahan was when Oates was named uh, one of the stars of the game, maybe the number one or two star in a game, um, and he didn't acknowledge the crowd when he was uh, he was pouting, right, about his contract situation. Yeah. Didn't acknowledge the crowd, just skated right off, and uh, that ticked off Shanahan and. Uh, he went to Quran uh, uh, and said, trade him, mm-hmm. trade him. Yep. I want him gone. And that was it. And it's like, you know, I mean, Oates threw a hissy fit and he was booted. And he had a great little run there in Boston, too, after he left here. So it wasn't just Hall. It was, I mean, he was, uh, Neely had a nice season with Hall, uh, with the Oates uh, after uh, Oates left here. So it wasn't just Hall that made Oates. It was, and it wasn't just Oates that made Hall because Hall had a great, you know, great year with Janney. It was, they were just magical together better than any other duo that, you know, I've seen play. Oh, I remember at the end of Oates's career, he signed, I want to say it was with Edmonton late in his career. And, and there was players that said that guy is, I think he was 40 when he signed with them for like one year. And guys were like, he's still the best passer in the NHL. Like he puts it right on the tape through sticks, through legs, he's still an elite passer in this game. And it's just, that's the kind of game he played. Now, you know, obviously the jokes are always, he'd have an empty net and try to pass it, but which he actually did do. Well, that that's, to me, that's always been more of a Craig Janney thing. Yeah, him too. Than Oates, but, because Oates put up some goals. I mean, he scored that season, uh, where he had 100 and got over how many points? Uh, he had like 25 goals. points is the most he had with the Blues, and he had 25 goals yeah. that year. So, I mean, he, he could score a little bit. Um, uh, Janney was the guy that – I want to say Janney had like – the most he had, most goals in the season he had with us. So like, I'm going to guess. I could be wrong. Like 14. I have no idea. That's a good call. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to sidetrack you. Oh, it's okay. Right. I get sidetracked easily. I got it. Hold on. Oh, he's got it. That's right. We got a pretty single you guys. season. Okay, he had twenty-four one year. Twenty-four, yeah. First season six, second twenty-four, third sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and that, that was his hundred six point season. So yeah, I mean, Jenny was a great center, um, but he wasn't Oates. He wasn't no the same kind of player. Yeah, I I would love to have seen an uh, Oates Shanahan Hall line, like see the the chemistry yeah. that would have happened between them. Holy cow! I. How do you stop that? I mean, you have Man. that line has everything. That line yep. has phys- the physicalness from uh, Shanahan. It has the the arguably the best sniper in NHL history in Hall, and uh, a, a passer who 
was like magic with with Hull. I was just like, I mean, how do you stop that? Yeah, you can't. Uh, so uh, talking about other players, and Craig Janney's name is going to come up here. Other players considered uh, for uh, the center role. So these are guys that at least got one vote uh, amongst the twelve panelists. Uh, Doug Gilmore, Pierre Turgeon, Braden Shen, David Backus, uh, Jay McClement. <laughs> Who voted for Jay McClement? Was it? Was it? Was it you, Ponder? I actually believe it was. I'll have to check. I don't. You know, I don't want to say. Uh, I believe I know who it is, but I'll check. Well, you know uh, what? I would, okay, I, I maybe. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, maybe maybe they're thinking. Okay, he's my fourth line center. You know, he's a he's a good fourth line. Although if you're going fourth line center, I go Craig Conroy. Right. Uh, and, his his name's about to come up, son. Okay. Um, hang on. <laughs> let me see. Uh, hang on. Graf, it was Vanessa. Uh, da, da, da. It was, yeah, it was Vanessa Graf. She voted okay. for Jay McClendon. Um, <laughs> that'd be a good discussion, right, to, to have with her. It's like, let, let's talk about why you picked why you did. I mean, I, I'm not saying, it's wrong. Jay. not saying it's wrong because I picked Gretzky, right? So, uh, that's, yeah, that's no, nice. exactly. So that's what I, I love. About I, would, this. I would just love to hear. It's like, oh, okay, well, that I understand. You know, you wrong, yeah. bitch. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, an, it was an unexpected Jesus. name to hear. That's all. No, it is. It definitely is. Uh, Ivan Barbashev, again, that comes from Austin. Uh, Patrick Berglund, which actually was not me, just so you guys know. Who did and Now that? I got to look and see who, who that, that was. Who did I'll that? Now I have, that, I have issues with that. That was also <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Come on, Vanessa. Let's go. Let's, 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 let's hash this out. <laughs> uh, Wayne Gretzky, Craig Conroy, Jaden Schwartz, which surprised me. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, well, the problem well, is, if you look at NHL.com, they have him listed as a center. Yeah. And I'm like, when have we ever seen Jaden Schwartz play center? Uh, so I think whoever it was that voted for him at center Night probably Hawk. was going off what NHL.com has. Um, and then. Dr. Nighthawk. Oh, it was Nighthawk? Yeah, so okay. Dr. Nighthawk went after that. This would be a good uh, like then, round table with everybody that submitted, you know, like to just uh, yeah. just discuss why they picked. So it why? <laughs> so yeah. I, I not and not to be critical. I just I just I, I'm well maybe a little bit, <laughs> but oh, I, I just I I, I would just I I like to hear the ration uh, the rationalization for for that. I'm, yep. I'm sure no, there is again, a good I, one. I it's why I wanted all these different people because I think it does make for fun discussion to say why did you vote that way. Uh, the other two that I did not mention, Craig Janney, as we've talked about, and then Doug Waite also received a vote or two. So. I think Doug Waite is a vastly underrated center for for the Blues. Uh, he he was, I mean, he was good. He was a so, he was on some bad teams, and it just, I think he was he was kind of lost in the in that that era. He was good. Yeah, and I think that's that was the issue, right? They had the 2001 team that really should have won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And then after that, you just they had that one year where if they would have beat Vancouver, it wasn't for the damn flu bug coming through the locker room. They probably have a pretty good chance that year. But outside of that, in Doug Waite's tenure, they were just they were a spiral, a downward spiraling team. And right. so I think people kind of like to forget that era. But I love Doug Waite. I, I have I was not happy with losing Turgeon, but I yeah. loved having Doug Waite on the team. I I think um, yeah, I, I, I don't think Turgeon gets enough love either. I think I think Turgeon was a tremendous center. Um, 
but I mean, there have been some good centers. I mean, you can't, I mean, and, and people is like I said earlier that, that if you, if you're, if, if the longevity is not an issue, then, uh, you know, there's, there's so many good centers you can pick from. Yep. Um, yeah. And well, I was talking before you came on that I was excited when I was watching the polls because Turjan was in the top four for a good chunk of the poll. Uh, and then it wasn't until the very end that I think it was Unger pulled ahead of him. And, but I, so let me ask you, like looking at the four that made it, I, it's hard for me to say like, okay, this person should come out because Pierre Turgeon does belong on this team, but yeah. who do you pull out of these four centers? I don't have a list in front of me. What, what, I'm, what are they again? Federko, <laughs> O'Reilly, Oates, and Unger. Federko, O'Reilly, Oates, and Unger. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Turjan is a better center than O'Reilly. But O'Reilly has the cup. And mm-hmm. I, you, it's, that's a really hard thing to vote against, right, and take him off. But Turjan's a better player. He was a better player than, than O'Reilly. Um, better play with the Blues. Um, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, you, think, I, you think O'Reilly's getting into the Hall of Fame? Uh no, absolutely um, not. No, I and that's Blues Hall of Fame. Yes, Blues yes. Hall of Fame. I'll go in. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just there's only so many slots, right? It's like you know, give me your top three movies of all time. Well, I've got Ooh. twenty. I can make that list, right? It's just, right. You know, it's it's tough. Well, and like we talked early on when we were talking about this was going to be our summer series, we talked about how do you structure this? Is it structured? okay, let's just have the best 18 players of all time in a Blues uniform? Or is it, do we want to structure it where, like, who's on your first line? Who's on your second line? Who's on your third line? Because if you do that kind of thing, Craig Conroy's probably on this team. David Backus probably slots in as a center and not a winger. Like, there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. And I think, you know, you look at it, Pierre Turgeon, I mean, that dude could play top-line center on any of the franchise all-time teams he played for. Matt Harris says uh, Kurt's argument is literally just pointing at the scoreboard and dropping the mic. And I was like, yeah, that's true. It's like, you know, anybody that, uh, that, that make, making the case for Riley, it's like Stanley cup, got the mic, walk away. You know, it's yep. true. It's like, it, it, it is the, it's the, um, it's your, your Trump card, right? That you, yep. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I you can't argue the cup. And he was fantastic. Um, in those playoffs in that season. Yep. Yeah, we were just talking, Austin and I, like uh, it just a kind of a what-if scenario because we – I think you would agree because I think we talked about it a lot that season on the show. Ryan O'Reilly was consistently the best Blues player all year that year because he was great when they were terrible. Yes, and we, that's important. We were even saying on this show, yeah. like, poor Ryan O'Reilly going from Buffalo to this shit show. Mm-hmm. That's an important note because, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, like, okay, like Petrangelo, for example. The first half of that season, he wasn't having a great year. Like, the rest of the team was having a down year, right? And he turned it on second half with a bunch of the rest of the team when, when Bennington came on board uh, and uh, shortly after Berube took over. Um, yeah, uh, but O'Reilly was good pretty much the whole year. So he was doing it when other, the rest of the team wasn't. So, and I'm, I'm, and I'm glad that he got the, the, uh, the MVP, even though I thought if Bennington could have 
pitched a shutout in that last game, man, maybe he gets it. I don't know. That's tough. I think he does probably. The only reason I don't think he does is because the games they lost at home that year, he got blown out of the building pretty bad. And yeah, that wasn't was it, was on it four, him. It was like four or five goals. The 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 game six was uh not a good one. It was the no. it was five. Yeah, he got two, he got pulled one. in that game. Yeah. He got pulled and they put in Jake Allen. And I think if it wasn't for that, I think maybe he gets one or maybe. two more votes and probably maybe one, over O'Reilly. Maybe. I, I yeah, I mean I maybe it's just because that you know game seven stands out so much and there's there was just a, a handful of crazy great saves, especially in that first period. And then there's, of course, the famous uh, pad save. The save. The third period. Yeah, the save. So, I mean, yep. the first period, without Bennington, we lose game seven. Yep. You know, because, I mean, he it could have been 3 nothing Boston easy. So, and that's... That, so, that's... Them. Yeah, I mean, that's... there. I mean, any team that wins the Cup, you've got a handful of guys that you could say... Wow! If they didn't do this or that, then we lose. Yep. So that's that's true. Kind of the it's kind of for every team. Yep. Well, uh, so talking about uh, the well, the coach poll just ended, so uh, we know who the winner is. There, uh, I was between Quig, Quig, Craig Baruby, Craig Baruby, Craig Baruby, Scotty Bowman, Ken Hitchcock, hey, and Joel Quinville. Uh, so that ended today. Uh, actually, I have next week. It's actually going to be later this week. Uh, we're going to have our utility vote. So I'm going to do a little bit of math here, and I'm going to figure out uh, four players that basically they got the highest vote total but did not make the team. Uh, so that includes names like Pierre Turgeon, uh, Alexander Steen, Brendan Shanahan, Steen. Uh, Joey Mullen maybe, Um Kelly Chase, I don't know. <laughs> Just throwing names out there. Barrett Jackman, I know, is another one. But so we'll uh, we'll have that out soon, and uh, and yeah. So make sure you vote on that because if there's a player that you felt deserved to be on this team that hasn't made it, uh, then that's their last chance to make the team. So it, uh, there'll be four people considered, and uh, only three. So the three with the highest vote total of those four players will be the only ones to make it. So there'll be one that'll be left off. Uh, so again, remember when that Twitter poll comes up, comment why you voted the way you did or why you didn't vote for someone, and you could have your comment featured on the show, and you could win a prize. Um, I do not have anything ready for this show. Um, I think next week, unless something happens with the Blues, I've actually got an interview lined up, so I think we might take a break before we do our goalies. Uh, but I will uh, I will announce a giveaway next week on the show. So uh, whether we do a live one or I have an interview whatever it is uh since i missed it this week i completely forgot to do it actually i know what do we what do we have left to do we have goaltenders and the coach? goalies coaches and then the utility okay so there's only 3 spots left for this team yeah i'm just looking at the rest of the roster and i just i see some inconsistencies i guess with uh with uh, i guess uh longevity here um playing a part with some players and maybe not so much with others, which is interesting to me. Well, here, let's, like Scott, uh, let's like Scott Stevens, for example. Mm. I'm just doing this off the seat of my pants here. Mm. So there is the team now. So uh, for those of you watching the video, I've got it filled out with all left wing centers, right wings and defense. We still need goalies, head coach and the extras, but uh, yeah. So why not? Let's run through this really quick. Your first line, 
left wing is still surprising to me. Keith Kachuk, <laughs> Bernie Federko, and Brett Hall. Uh, which of these does not belong, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, second line, you've got Pavel Dimitro, Ryan O'Reilly, and Vladimir Tarasenko. Third line, David Perron, Adam Oates, and David Backus. Fourth line, Brian Sutter, Gary Unger, and TJ Oshie. And I, I, so that is your forward yeah. group. I, I mean, I, I, we could do a whole show on on why I'm confused why Shanahan is, is not on here. But I... And Steen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just... Um, yeesh. I mean, we talked You're about welcome. this. Didn't we talk about this in the show? Was that Shanahan uh, beat the snot out of Kachuk <laughs> and is a better player? Oh, He's yeah. a better player. Beat him up. He doesn't make this list. Yep. Yep, that's true. Uh, so on defense, we've got Chris Pronger and Al McKinnis as your first pair. Second pair, Jay Bomeister and Alex Petrangelo. Third pair, Barkley and Bob Plager. So uh, defense is rounded out again. We still have goalie, head coach, and extras. But, you know, I will say this did not is, – is, is, well, okay, the defense, I think, sh- shook out the way I fully expected it to. Um, the forwards – Eh, for the most part, but man, I still look at some names again. I, I think Keith Kachuk, I'm fine with him on this team. I think it's weird. He's at number one. I think Brian Sutter as the fourth left wing is fucking insane. Uh, and then uh, I look at a name like TJ Oshie. What the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, TJ Oshie over like Babbage or Joe Mullen? Joe Mullen. Yeah, Joe Mullen. I mean, okay. So, okay, first of all, I, I just I, Joe Mullen should be on the team. He should be a, he should be on here over Bacchus, over yeah. Oshi, um, for sure. Yep. Um, probably over Tarasenko. Um, he's I think yeah, so too. Yeah, actually, um, he should be number two. Easy, yeah, not a question mm-hmm. in my mind. And uh, Shanahan needs to be number one on the left wing. I don't understand why. Or oh, Sutter or Shanahan, you know, one two, whatever. Um, but yeah, and then I, the only issue I have with, with defense is, uh, Stevens and I, I guess I, and I, who would I take off? I'd probably take off Bowmeister and I would, I, who would, who would you rather have Stevens or Bowmeister? I'd take Stevens every single oh, day of the week. Stevens. Yeah. yeah. I, I think again with Bowmeister, the way he departed, yeah. people just yeah. fell in love with him, which and is And he's fine. part of that cup team. Uh, and he had a. Yeah, he had a great run in that mm-hmm. cup year. But, man, outside of that, he was very unimpressive to me. Yeah, and he played hurt for a couple of years, which, like, unknowingly played yeah. hurt. You know, he started off well here, then had a couple of years where he was hurt. People were just – he was a whipping boy all the time. And uh, people forget that. <laughs> a cup makes people forget all kinds of stuff. Um, yep. And then he had a good finish here. So, after he got healthy again. So, so again, uh, next week we may do our uh, our reveals uh, for goalie, but uh, that might be in two weeks. We'll see. Only really three shows left for this all time team. Uh, we might have an extra one where we just kind of break down the whole team and talk about it. But um, overall, we're pretty close to being done. We're more than halfway there, guys. So uh, just a couple more. Any? Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen who won goalie. Uh, if you have, don't say I have it. it up, I have it up but, right here. Uh, any? <laughs> okay, well then, never mind. Um, I won't say anything. Who would you think? Who would you think should be there? Uh, my 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 personal picks. You're asking basically basically, basically who I would put there. there, whether or not they're there or not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Man, you've got, I mean, again, the, the whole scoreboard mic drop, right? Bennington, and he won a cup. Um, you've got yep. you've got Liut, who's the all-time wins leader. You've got Curtis Joseph, who um, maybe the maybe the best is the best goalie that's not in the Hall of Fame, I think. I mean, oh, I agree. Not, that's not recently retired. But maybe but, him and well, okay, Luongo probably holds that spot now. Maybe Lundqvist yeah, as well. But, but to me, one of the best goalies, top three goalies, I think, to never win a. He Stanley was just Cup. so good, and I think he was the victim. You know, uh, you know that that Ducks team, the with Jaguar was on a mission that beat Detroit when Joseph was so yep. good in the playoffs, but Jaguar was so much better. It was just crazy. Yep. Um, no goals were scored in that series, um, and Joseph was just. I mean, you talk about an acrobatic goalie. So much fun to watch. Um, yep. I mean, Hashik was off the chart, acrobatic fun to watch, but uh, Joseph was not far behind. I mean, he was just he was all he was so yep. talented. And so quick, mm-hmm. um, just so much. I mean, he's my favorite goalie, I think of all time, is Joseph. I love, I love that guy. He was just so much fun to watch play. Yep. Well, and don't forget, we got names like Glenn, Glenn Hall, Hall. Uh, who was on the thirty fifth team, and then um, uh, Brian Elliott, Bri- Brian who Elliott. has the best record, best yep. numbers all time. Most shutouts, Blues best goals against average, wins. best save percentage in Blues history. And he played here for, yep. didn't play here for half a season. He played here for like what four or five seasons. So I mean, he was yeah, here for a, over he was a here long for a time, chunk. and uh, yeah, he is yeah. statistically he is the best goaltender in Blues history. So yep. I, there, there's there's some good goalies you can choose from, but but if I'm gonna pick two, you know, I'll go with I'll go with Bennington. Um, I think he can do more too, uh, but uh, yeah, and it's either Joseph or Elliot for me. Um, yeah. And I'll I I'd probably say Joseph. Just because he did more elsewhere too um, in the NHL, so. Yep. Yeah. Well, don't forget. Maybe we haven't even said yet. Grant, Grant Fjord. Fjord. Yeah. My God. I mean, he wasn't here a long time. Friend of the but, show. Man, he was good. Friend of the blue. show. Friend of the show. Grant Fjord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yep. And he 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 had his statistically had his best seasons with St. Louis. Uh, goals against average yep. and save percentage wise. Anyway. So. Yep. Well, he had some. Damn good defense in front of he him did. too. He did so. He did, and he did not have much yep. defense in Edmonton when he won his cups either. <laughs> no, oh, he pretty much had yeah, no it defense. Was just him back there. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, any uh, closing thoughts on centers here, fellas? Glad Oates. I'm glad Oates made it because I think I don't think I think he gets overlooked sometimes. Uh, only playing two and a half seasons here, so I'm glad he made it. Um, I let's see. Let me look at the uh, again here. Yeah, I mean. And Unger, I think I think uh, the 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 old school guys who like to pump up Unger on uh, social media, you know, uh, I res- respect that because uh, Unger was slightly before my time. I didn't get to watch him play, um, but I knew of him, read up about him, you know, and everything you hear about the guy is just like just amazing, an amazing player, uh, yeah. great player, n- never missed a game. Uh, so that's a it's a solid top to bottom. Even though I, you know, um, I think I had I had Gretzky, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I you, yeah, it, it is what it is. You can't you can't uh, fit you know six quality centers in four slots. So nope. Would you so in, when you factor in the thirty fifth anniversary team, would you still maybe slot Gretzky in there, or do you think there's just not enough room? 
Oh, you mean with like 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 Berenson and stuff? Like Yeah, with all those guys with Oates and Federko. When you factor in those, because with Gretzky, he would have been in your top eight because those four automatically make it. Does he trump any of the four that made it here tonight? If you don't count the cup, I'd say O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. But you do, you got you can't I not count that. the cup. So it's like I mean, how much weight do you put on the cup versus, you know, the greatest player of all time? <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe the, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, uh, if I had, if, if, okay, I would leave Gretzky off, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because the, the time played here was just so short. You know, it wasn't two and a half seasons. It was, yep. was it 36 games or whatever it was? Just like 34 yeah. games, I think. So, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's not very much. Not even half a season, so. Uh, yeah, yep. I mean, I, I would, I would, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's just Federico, O'Reilly, Oates, Unger, um, God, I like Gilmore, Turgeon, I would, oh God. I know that was the one that I'm like, where do I put Turgeon? Oh, like he's got to make this team for me, but do, do, I, just, do, I don't know how I fit him in. Take out, if you can't take out O'Reilly because of the cup, do you take out Unger? No. Dude, his stats are I'm so just good. Saying, I hate Tershon to say that whole, I, because I can't. Okay. I I I want to not look at stats, but I have to with Unger. And and again, you mentioned the old guys pumping him up on yeah. Twitter. Like those guys sure. saw him play, and I was telling Austin before you joined that my dad used to talk about how awesome Gary Unger was. So it's like just out of principle, it's hard for me to take him out. I don't know, man. Sunquist needs to be on this team somewhere. <laughs> If we're just talking raw talent, <laughs> if talking raw talent, you, you take off O'Reilly. You, 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 you I think you're to. right, but you, but you know, it just depends how much you got to, you know, wait that that cup run. So, um, I would put Turgeon ahead of O'Reilly every day of the week, like I just I said earlier in the show. So it, it'd be Federico, Turgeon, uh, Federico, Oates, Turgeon, Unger. Unger. If we're just talking yeah. skill level, maybe even Oates Federko. I Oates was that good. <laughs> That's know. so. Yeah, I he mean, was. Like you mentioned earlier in the show, well, the points per game. The stat that I yeah, mentioned. I heard him. Yeah. yeah, points per game, number one, Blues all yeah, time. One, one point four. Ridiculous. Something. Yeah, it's like one point four seven, almost one and a half points. Yeah, a game. I mean that's nuts. Um, yeah, and and there's no reason to think that wouldn't have continued for a while with him and Hall. You know, I mean. Yep. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. They were just I money. <laughs> there's no like, there's no wrong answers. It's just like when you when you when you place somebody in there, there's like this is agonizing uh, decision in your head that you just you, you have a really hard time making that choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, uh, Austin, any anything from you to close up the show? Nah. Nah. All right. Keep it short and simple. Nah. All right. Good to know. Uh, so again, next week we'll see what what comes of it. The Blues, uh, keep in mind, folks, as the summer goes on, if something big happens, the Blues do something, a trade or, or whatever. Uh, we will probably have a live show shortly after. So, but right now, as I said at the start of the show, it is August 9th. There is a not lot, not a lot going on in the NHL right now. Our top story was with the Blues changing their slogan. Ooh. So, yeah, um, rhythm and blues. That's uh. Before I close, your thoughts, guys. Do you give a shit, first of all? And if you do, what are your thoughts on rhythm and blues? I thought I thought all together now was it was fine, but 
I always think of uh, when they launched it, they did the Twitter hashtag all together now for the blues. It, instead, it wasn't STL blues. It was, or it was both, right? STL yeah. blues and all together now. And they, and if you wanted your stuff to be seen by people following certain hashtags, you had to flip and type in all together now, which is like half the alphabet. And it's like, actually, I think it was all together now STL. Was it? Was. Oh, that's even worse. I think it so was. That's like, it's like too many characters. Yeah. I mean, that was, Twitter was, that was back before the Twitter bumped up their character limit too. So we were like, yeah, it's like taking up a third of your post just by doing the stupid hashtag. <laughs> I, th- that's why I was, I was kind of yep. like soured on that thing. Um, do I care about this? No, not, 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 uh, unless it now, you know, if they do a cool little, um, uh, a cool promotion with it, a cool themed commercials or, uh, you know, whatever, if they do something cool with it and fun, uh, that's going to determine whether I like it or not. If they just, if it's just a background slogan, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said is that it just feels weird to me like we're the blues for a hockey team in st louis and i get the connection but it's like do something with it like maybe the whole arena experience is different maybe we're hearing blues music more like do there's got to be something more done with it you can't just make this change promote the stuff they're promoting over the summer and then just be like okay that's it like got to do a little bit more with it there's got to be something else to lead into with rhythm. They run out of t-shirt designs, so they need some new. Plus, plus, Very plus there's already a social media account with the with the rhythm uh, name, so they yeah. they're stepping on toes there. Like if somebody didn't do the due diligence and and, and copyright the idea. <laughs> no, no, it's. I mean, what are they still active? I mean, are, are they post some once every six months. I, I actually I don't, don't know. know. I have no idea. I, I I just I know they launched and they they stopped doing stuff. So I don't know. Yep, I have no idea. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for the show, guys. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up Episode 14 of Season 12 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Kirk Price and producer Austin, as well as the absent Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Uh, let's, oh, let's go rhythm and blues. R-I-T-H-U-M. Rhythm and blues. And uh, happy birthday, Cooper. My son uh, turned 12 today. Oh, happy birthday, Cooper. Let's go, Blues.
Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. <laughs> you thought I was going to say, son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs>